Fruits.com today and use discount code FRUITS. We continue to roll along in pretty good shape. Had a minor accident northbound I-65, about the 305 mile marker. That puts it in Coleman. Not much to it. It should be moved out of the way quickly. You be careful on your ride in. Watch out for the fog. Snailing needs a microbiologist to develop and maintain a feed mill auditing program. Huntsville.snailing.com. Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center for WTKI Talk. It's an amazing time in our industry because things are changing so rapidly. This helps our customers save money while upgrading and improving efficiency. Liosi Group President Nick Liosi. One of our largest customers recently upgraded, saved $20,000 a month, and met new government security requirements. With our new human resource software, another customer cut their workflow in half and improved employee morale. We are not just a copier company anymore. Drake Avenue and at liosigroup.com. Mrs. Holland thought it would be a good way to get him out of the house. You hear that? Ain't nothing sadder than an outdoor cat thinks he's an indoor cat. Well, look at here. Red Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. Perfectly gorgeous day of the way. We'll get to 92 and uh, no mention of heat index, but sunshine. It'll feel like 100 tomorrow, but this is today. Don't forget to vote either. Wear your mask. Take your pen. Um, don't know what they're going to do if they have a candidate name on your mask. We'll figure that out. Uh, Phil Kirpin is uh, president of American Commitment and also president of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Phil, since we last chatted, you've been busy. Uh, yeah, well, you know, we've got to try to we got to try to get the uh, country open and uh, get things back on track, which is um, more difficult than it should be. So, yes, I have uh, been pretty, pretty busy, uh, hard to focus on much else while we still have all these crazy lockdowns and school closures and rules and restrictions and all the other nonsense going on. So it, uh, it consumes a lot of my time trying to fight back. You know, you've assembled an interesting cast of characters here. I, I'm try. I, 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 let's see. Uh, you got um, you got Steve Moore. You got uh Let's see, Cudlow, I think's involved, and Steve Forbes. I mean, am I, am I hitting all the? There, and there's some more, uh, right? Art, Art, Art Laffer's the other one. Okay, and, Laffer's uh, in too. To, wow. But I have to uh, point out that uh, Larry Cudlow, though a co-founder of the committee, is no longer presently affiliated on account of he's the president's chief economist at the moment. So okay, so we better better do that little carve out. True. All yeah, right. So right. so this is I guess you guys express the frustration that a lot of us have and I in talking with friends and and trying to sort this out for me is there's just too darn much information out there and it conflicts. And you know, uh, in fact, one of the candidates we interviewed for a local office said you know, I can line up my experts, you can line up your experts, and, and nobody wins. I mean, there's so much out there. People are confused. And, and, and then the so-called right? experts will change their minds two days later. It's yeah. the opposite of what they had been saying, uh, which uh, tells you something about the depth of their expertise. Uh, look, I mean, I think that uh, the the virus issue has been politicized beyond all recognition in this country. Uh, we've fallen for this idea of massive-scale hyper-testing of everyone and everything, whether they're sick or healthy or for any other reason or no reason at all. And so we've got these... Uh, so-called case numbers, these numbers of positives that have become completely unhinged 
from any actual measure of disease burden, and uh, we're doing something totally different than the entire rest of the world, which uh, the rest of the world said we're going to use the same testing standards on the way down that we used on the way up so that we can follow what's happening in some consistent fashion. We said we're going to introduce a massive discontinuity in the data and um, make you know, any data analysis and prediction almost impossible and uh, give the media the screaming headlines they want about impending apocalypse at all times. And uh, I think that was uh, principally a political strategy from the left, and it's now being executed to try to uh, you know, derail any return to normal with, with an eye towards the elections in the fall. It's hard to make sense of this any other way, quite frankly, uh, because the uh, level of panic is going up as the disease fades out. That doesn't make any sense. Yeah, that I, 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 that's the part, Phil, that's a little puzzling to me, because we keep hearing here the total number of cases, but that's from the very beginning, right? I mean, they use that, these cumulative numbers that can only ever go up, and yeah. they do the same, you know, and it's... Uh, and they just keep at and but but you know now the case numbers don't even mean anything like what they meant before because in New York and New Jersey we were testing sick people to figure out if they had this illness or a different illness and now we're saying everyone who goes back to work we're going to test you everyone who goes to school we're going to test you everyone well if you're testing lots of healthy people and you find that many 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 of them have this virus or fragments of this virus uh Maybe it's not that dangerous for a lot for for healthy people. Maybe it's much much more broadly circulated in the population uh, than the models and the experts thought, which of course means that it's much much less dangerous. And even the CDC now says that they think ten times as many people uh, have it as uh, we've captured through the testing. And you know, I think that might have been a lowball estimate. And so it looks to me, the more you see the numbers on this, the more it looks like it wasn't you know three million people that had it. It was maybe thirty million or forty million or 50 million and when you look at it in that context the number of people who are seriously affected in terms of illness and death is a tiny 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 percentage and we kind of know what the risks are it's typically people have two or three or four of these comorbidities uh, in heart disease diabetes Mm -hmm. severe obesity and uh, you know when when you have three or four of these severe conditions Almost any disease is a serious threat to you. And so, I, I mean, I think the, you know, the real takeaway lesson for this, and, you know, most of us don't want to hear this, including me, by the way, because most of us need to lose a few pounds, do things, be a little more healthy. But I think the real takeaway from this thing is, you know, we need to do more, do more to take care of our health in general as a population yeah. so we're not as vulnerable to something like this. You know, and, and look, this thing is a nasty one, right? I mean, if, if you're in the risk group, uh, and you get this. I mean, but, but we have people. We have a guy here. Uh, I, I don't know what his condition is. Who's a hundred years old? We've had hundred-year-olds uh, survive this, and we've had perfectly young, normal young people die from it. But we had that happen with a young man last year in Connecticut, wasn't it? The guy was the kid was nine years old, played sports, and died of some some virus last year. So it's not unusual, right? Well, look, tragedies happen. Even rare events happen when you have a country of 330 million people. I want to get you, because you focused on the things we ought to be concerned about. And um, uh, I want to get to some of that. And, yeah, this is a super flu season, if we want to call it that. More with Phil Kirpin, uh, just ahead with American Commitment and the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Huntsville comes to talk. 
1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. With a Bloomberg Business of Sports report, I'm Michael Barr. Under mounting pressure from sponsors and retailers, Washington's NFL team said it will no longer be known as the Redskins, an offensive term for Native Americans. The club began a review of the name July 3rd, and according to a team statement, will be retiring the Redskins' name and logo upon completion of this review. The principal owner, Dan Schneider, and Ron Rivera, head coach, are working to develop a new name and design approach. It's a stark reversal by Snyder, who for years refused to even entertain the possibility. As recently as 2013, when the franchise was defending its name in court, Snyder said, we'll never change the name. It's that simple. The Atlanta Braves said in an email to season ticket holders that they will not be changing their nickname. According to ESPN, the MLB team will take a further look at the future of the Tomahawk Chomp. And that is a Bloomberg Business of Sports report. I'm Michael Barr. It's the perfect time for a powerful business refresh during Dell Technologies Cyber Savings Event. It starts now with up to 50% off high-performance Windows 10 business laptops, desktops, and servers, plus top-brand electronics. It's also your chance to streamline IT and simplify PC life cycles with PC as a service. Dell Technologies recommends Windows 10 Pro for business. Call 877-ASK-DELL for a Dell Technologies advisor who can help you find the right tech. That's 877-ASK-DELL. Or visit Dell.com slash small business deals. At Fidelity, we understand priorities can change. So when you partner with a dedicated advisor from Fidelity Wealth Management, they will help you develop a personalized wealth strategy, one that can be flexible enough to evolve as your needs change. Plus, they can offer investing strategies designed to reduce the impact of taxes, all while making sure you understand what you're paying and why. Learn more at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Sometimes life is wonderful, and sometimes it's not. Cherish the good, but always be prepared for life's challenges. Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. Home at last. <sighs> Dear Lord, you know what a rough day I've had at work. Please help me to leave all my stress outside so I can focus on the precious people inside. Help me to give them my undivided attention without distractions of the workday. Amen. Mommy's home. Mommy. (laughs) Here's the beautiful family I've been missing all day. For tips on spending quality time with your family, visit Facebook.com slash Make Every Day Count. The official health care provider for our mascot, Tiki, is Catisfaction Cat Clinic in Madison. WTKI Talk. Who's our Mets fan, uh, Phil Kirpin? Hey, by the way, your team is going to be purchased by a Yankee. Is that possible? Uh, we'll see. It's, I think this hedge fund guy actually offered more money, so we'll see. <laughs> I, I don't know. The main thing is that we any owner would be better than the current owner. Let's get the deal done, you know? I just wonder if we're really going to play baseball. I mean, it's about, they keep saying we are, and it's going, but I mean... It's it, supposed to be 10 days to opening day, and uh, here in D.C., they won't even let the... Uh, 
the Nationals uh, take the field for practice because, uh, you know, whatever the crazy local rules are. Yeah, on it's not coronavirus. So, you know, they're 10 days to their opening day. They haven't practiced on the field yet. How's that? Lord. Yeah, I, I wonder if the season comes off at all. Uh, Phil Kirpin, our old friend of the show here, President of American Commitment, and also President of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. We've been talking about you guys since this thing started. Um, I, you know, we're in one of those counties where a uh, local health official decided to make a mask mandatory. They don't fine you. Uh, the sheriff has already said, you know, you'll be escorted out if somebody doesn't want you there. Um, so that's kind of where we are. So we're on our best manners. So, yeah. and I'm in the risk group. I wear a mask. I hate it. Um, I, I do it more to be polite. But outside of that, I don't know, you know, I've been reading good and bad things about masks. You guys have talked about the, you know, and I worry about getting too much CO2. I mean, there's all kinds of strange stuff out there. But then in the reporting, um, our friend um, uh, Dr. Chris Held brought this up in San Antonio. They're counting people from other counties in their hospitals now. They keep moving the goalpost. In Florida, they cooked the books by about, I think you guys said, 30% because they, they changed the rules down there on reporting, right? Well, Florida's got the same issue with a lot of other states right now, which is um, they require the private labs that run tests to report all their positive tests so they can put it in the case count, but they don't require them to report their negative tests. And so a lot of the employment-based testing, you know, let's say an employer says, I'm going to test all my employees as they're returning to work at this facility, what have you, and they get, you know, they test 200 people and two of them test positive. They don't, they don't tell the state about the 198 that test negative. And so you've got... Uh, this percentage positive number that gets reported and, fo- and people focus on and obsess about is not a real number because you've got uh, a lot of testing in the numerator where you don't have the negatives in the denominator, and so you have a, uh, an, a, a misleadingly high number. And this is an issue in Florida where you know you've got a couple of hundreds of hundred private labs, uh, and a bunch of the bigger ones uh, aren't reporting their negatives to the state. And so you know that's that's fine. I get you know private lab. You're going to make you're not going to put more of a reporting burden on them than you need to. I kind of get the logic behind that, but. Don't put it in the numerator if it's not in the denominator is my thing. You know, make sure you're communicating numbers that actually mean something. Well, you know, you guys found an anomaly, and I think it was middle of last week or toward the end of last week, where um, they, they were reporting this big jump in, in, in positive cases in Florida. And you guys showed a graph where the actual day of the people, it was actually the last week in June, not the first week in July. The first week in July was down, Right. Well, this was uh, this was the death reporting. Uh, oh, not, death not, reporting. Yeah, okay, not that's the death right. reporting. And you know, they had this day where they uh, had this, this. They said uh, they reported 120 deaths in one day in Florida last week. And if you looked in the line data, because Florida actually has very good line data, where they have in each individual uh, person, they have the data about that person. Uh, most of those deaths were were older. They were not within even within a week of uh, of when they were reported. And so we sometimes see this in states where they'll sort of like go through and clear a bunch of death certificates and and you get these days that look higher than they really are and so you you sometimes just looking at the number doesn't tell you as much you need to kind of look behind it and this has been a big problem also 
in some of these northern states like New Jersey, New Jersey is still reporting like 30 to 50 deaths every single day, except most of them are from March and April because they had so many deaths back then. They're still processing death certificates. Well, you know, and, and, that's, so, and that's the problem, right? And I, 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 I think this goes back to and I and I'm one of those people now. I don't know what to believe. And I think the majority of people at some point. You hear this yang, 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 yang. You finally, you just turn it off. And that's what we don't need right now, right? Well, look, I think that um, you can't run and hide. You can't lock down in your house and avoid it. Uh, this virus is going to go through pretty much everywhere. Uh, that's kind of the nature of what a pandemic is. It's going to go through pretty much everywhere. The good news is uh, the vast majority of people will get mild or no symptoms at all. And, uh, you know, if you're in one of the risk categories, uh, you know, you want to not be one of the people who gets it. Not everyone's going to get it. 15 or 20% of people are going to get it. And then that's when it starts to sort of decline and taper off and you get to kind of end the season. That's what we've seen everywhere around the world. Um, but it's, it's going to get its numbers, unfortunately. I don't, I think that almost no matter what we do from a policy standpoint, uh, that's going to happen. It's going to get to around that number everywhere. And the, the key thing is, not to panic and to make sure you have sufficient hospital resources. And, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of the mask thing either, but, you know, if governments feel they need to do something and that prevents them from doing lockdowns, then fine, I'll comply with it. Yeah, you know, I think that's what they did. compatible with life. So. Yeah, I think that's what they did here. I think there was pressure to do more stuff, and masking was kind of a compromise. That's my sense. Um, you, you, spend some t- you have spent some time, and you spent some time, I think, uh, recently on the toll going beyond the Coronavirus, the suicide rate, mental health, kids getting back in school. I mean, look, this is changing our society, isn't it? Yeah, we've had, you know, we've had massive, massive negative consequences from the lockdowns that I believe dwarf the uh, burden of the coronavirus disease itself. And uh, children have really suffered a disproportionate uh, effect of the lockdowns. Uh, the loss of classroom instruction time has been devastating, and uh, we've got huge educational gaps as a consequence of that. Uh, it's going to be very difficult to catch up, especially with the ridiculous demands being made by teachers' unions in many places, and uh, their children are suffering isolation. Uh, a huge setback in social-emotional development as well. We're seeing, uh, unfortunately, an increase in suicides uh, among children. And, uh, the, you know, and of course, children have you know, all, near zero risk from the disease itself because it's a disease that is highly correlated with advanced age. And so among children, it's sort of more like a mild cold or something even totally asymptomatic. I mean, the, uh, among children, the hospitalization rate and the death rate for seasonal flu are both much higher than they are for coronavirus. And so we're we put a large burden uh, in terms of lockdown on the people who are least affected by the disease, which I think is is immoral. But, you know, the lockdown effects have, of course, been very, very challenging for adults as well. And we've seen a big increase in adverse cardiac events. Uh, so heart attacks are up significantly. Yeah. And an untreated heart attack and stroke is up also because what's happened really tragically in a lot of places is you got the news media going crazy about hospitals supposedly being too busy to uh, accept patients. And then we have people who have heart attacks and strokes and don't go to the hospital. And that's the worst. You have to go. You have to get help when when you have an event like that. Uh, And unfortunately, uh, some people have not been. And uh, we've got a significant increase in in deaths from those events. Uh, 
from from people, both because they've become more frequent with the stress and anxiety related to the lockdowns and also because people aren't presenting for care. And uh, a lot of other health care has also been delayed because so many procedures were postponed and then postponed again and then postponed again. And so one of the things I really worry about is, you know, a lot of cancers are going to be found at stage, you know, four or three when they could have been one or two uh, if these procedures hadn't been postponed and screenings hadn't been suspended. And uh, that's going to be a big, big challenge catching up on all that health care that was postponed. And fortunately, I think we're going to be much better positioned to do that than countries like the U.K. with a socialized system. And I saw their backlog is going to take them over two years to clear. I, oh, I, say, I hope Lord. we can do it faster in this country. Well, you know, it's interesting, too. I want to jump back to this. The, the education establishment is taking a huge gamble, aren't they? Because the longer people have their kids at home, they're going to discover other ways their kids can get an education. This might bite them back, huh? Uh, yeah, we'll see. Look, I mean, if people need to figure out a way to get by without the schools opening, they might not want to, you know, pay the taxes to fund those schools ever again. So these yeah. teachers could regret it. Yeah, yeah we'll it's a, a double-edged sword. All right, Phil, if people want to find out more about, I guess, uh, Committee for Prosperity, the number four, that's... Uh, no, no, it, uh, that, that's the Twitter, but t- Committee2UnleashProsperity.com, all spelled out, is the website, and we do a free daily newsletter you can sign up for uh, on there. All right. Phil, you're staying busy. Uh, President of American Commitment and also president of the Committee to Unleash Prosperity. Boy, you don't have to guess what that is, do you? (laughs) Phil, I appreciate it as always. Great chat. Hey, thanks, my friend. Have a good one. Brian. And I'm Tim. Join us for Beer Guys Radio every Saturday afternoon at 1 p.m. on WTKI. They have just cleared our only accident. That one was I-65 northbound at the 305 mile marker in Coleman. Everything else looks really good this morning. Some fog to deal with, but other than that, it's not looking bad at all. Popeye's Buffalo Ranch tenders a signature side of the buttermilk biscuit, now only five bucks. University in Jordan, 72 in Jeff and North Parkway. I'm Captain Nick in the Jordan Lane Popeye Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. The call and the information are free. Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137. What's a lever action? What's a pump? What's an automatic? What's a magazine? What are all these terms everybody's using? Hi folks, I'm Tom Gresham and I invite you to join me as we answer these and other questions on Gun Talk, the only show out there about gun rights, collecting, personal defense, sport and recreational shooting. And of course, we never forget about safety. Celebrate the Second Amendment Sunday afternoon at 1. Gun Talk on WTKI Talk. In many countries around the world, medical care is scarce. From birth defects to serious injuries and illnesses, countless millions have no access to safe surgery. 
Mercy Ships is there to help with a team of volunteer professionals, nurses, surgeons, utilizing state-of-the-art hospital ships. Mercy Ships provides free surgeries for the thousands of those who are waiting for surgery at each port. Mercy Ships is bringing services to countries that would otherwise never be able to access those services. We just see people that need help. You realize that they have no way of getting help, and I want them to know that they're loved. Help make a lasting impact and turn someone's fear into joy. Find out how you can help by visiting our website at mercyships.org for more information. That's mercyships.org. Need a used car? It's easier here, here on the Beltline at Honda of Decatur with a selection of pre-owned vehicles in the valley from sought-after suvs to performance brands like bmw and everything in between many with prices starting under 10 grand find honda certified pre-owned as well for a used car in the tennessee valley the choice is clear it's easier here the savings are always greater at hondaofdecatur.com and on beltline road Sometimes even the simplest plumbing chores require some water removal. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. Stay tuned and I'll share an easy way to create some simple suction right after this. Black and green stuff growing on your roof or siding? Pick up Wet and Forget's new rapid application hose end. Now Wet and Forget no scrub outdoor cleaner is even easier with a brand new nozzle that attaches to your garden hose and sprays up to 30 feet. Wet and Forget hose end quickly and easily treats surfaces you normally couldn't reach without climbing up the ladder. Each bottle cleans up to a whopping 2,000 square feet. Visit wetandforget.com to find a retailer near you. Say you want to remove the trap under the kitchen sink to clear a clog, but the sink is full of water. Or you need to remove a toilet, but the bowl is still full after flushing. Now, you can use rubber gloves and a large sponge to get rid of the rest of the water, or you can try borrowing one of your kid's toys, specifically a water gun. The kind of water gun that draws liquid in from the barrel is essentially just a large syringe that can be used to remove unwanted water from just about anywhere. As it fills up, simply squirt the water into a bucket for disposal. Of course, you may need to buy the kids a new water gun once they see you have used it to empty the toilet. I'm Danny Lifford with tips for today's homeowner. The Alabama Securities Commission regulates the investment industry in our state. Financial professionals like investment advisors, stockbrokers, and their products must be licensed. Criminals disguise themselves as financial professionals to defraud Alabamians out of their hard-earned money. Investment fraud can mirror the latest headlines, like finding a vaccine for the coronavirus or rebuilding communities damaged by storms. If the person is putting pressure on you to act now, this is a huge red flag. If it sounds too good, to be true, it is. Protect yourself before you invest. Call 1-800-222-1253 to ensure that the person or company offering you the opportunity and their products are properly licensed. Again, call our investment hotline at 1-800-222-1253. Also, find free financial education material on our website at asc.alabama.gov. Paid for by the Investor Protection Trust and brought to you by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. 
I'm Dr. Joel Pickett at the Spine and Neuro Center. Over time, the bones in the lower back can overgrow, leading to cramping and pain in the legs. Fortunately, there is a microsurgery where a small incision less than one inch in length can decompress those nerves. Most folks are able to be discharged from the hospital the same day. Our neurosurgeons are highly trained in dealing with problems of not only the nerves, but also the spinal bones. Take the first step toward finding relief that's right for you. The Spine and Neuro Center at Huntsville Hospital. Call 533-1600. Only North Alabama radio station with a real live mascot. You're cat person, Daryl. You got a point? We're just chatting. WTKI Talk. Well, it's election day, and uh, interesting to see what the turnout's going to be. You've got a couple of local uh, things, and uh, of course, that big uh, Tuberville Sessions vote. If you're picking up the Republican ballot today, and uh, wear a mask, take your own pen. Those are the recommendations. All right, so uh, Kathy Morris is head of content at Zipia.com. Do I have that right, Kathy? Hello? Can we... Kathy, you there? Why are we not hearing Kathy? Did you put us on hold? Hello, Kathy? <laughs> Pick her up, put her back Sorry, in the... Sorry, can you hear me? Yeah, there we go. Me? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, I guess that's the thing about remote work. My, you know, my signal's not quite as good for my home office. All right. Uh, yeah, we're all we're all making accommodations, right? All right. Kathy Morris is head of content at Zipia.com. I have that right, right? Zipia. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. All right. You know, you're going to be getting a call from our chamber people because we didn't make the top ten list. But aside from that, <laughs> um, <laughs> best cities in each state to start a career. Hunts Patch did make the top list in Alabama. Where did we Where did we actually come in nationally? Do you, Do you go down that far? It's a good question. So. Um it's a very competitive list. Um, I think it's also important to note that median income does reflect cost of living. So Alabama is a very affordable state to live. So when you look at it nationally, it gets a little bit messy because somewhere like Massachusetts, for example, is just so much more expensive to actually live. Um, but overall, Huntsville actually came in at 64, which I think is a pretty great ranking nationally, especially since I said a, cu- a handful of states like North Dakota really did just dominate the, the list this year. Okay, now this is interesting because the top ten cities, I'm looking here, Fargo starts the list. But I'm also looking at in the top ten, you got Salt Lake City, Raleigh, Oklahoma City, Nashville. Those are all fairly large metropolitan areas. The rest of the top ten are places smaller than us. Is that the trend we're seeing, the smaller cities? You know, especially as millennials graduate, many of them are not necessarily looking to traditional cities to start their career. So places that we might think of as great places to start your career, like Boston or New York City or San Francisco, are incredibly expensive. So when you graduate and you have to actually get your first and last month's rent and relocate for a job that hasn't paid you yet, that's a pretty big hurdle to overcome for a young worker. So Fargo, you know, minus the wood chipper. If you remember that movie. Uh, <laughs> um, but like Sioux Falls, South Dakota. I mean, in Madison, Wisconsin, there's another one. That's college town. Uh, Charleston, South Carolina makes the list. Boise. All places we've been mentioned with before. It, it seems to be. And I think in this whole coronavirus thing where people realizing they can work remotely, you can pretty much live anywhere, can't you? Definitely. 
Definitely. And I think these cities in, in Huntsville also are attractive because they have a lot of big city amenities without losing the small town affordability or space that you get in some of these more mid-sized cities. So you've been looking at this list. I mean, anything just jump out at you? As a, you said part of the surprise, I guess, was the fact that I guess South Dakota blew everybody away. North was it South Dakota or North Dakota? It was North Dakota. Oh, I North guess, Dakota. Right? Yeah. Yeah, um, that was a big surprise for me. Um, the Midwest really dominated the list as a whole. Um, the Midwest and also a few um, southern southern states had a had a had a decent presence, especially like I said, because usually. When you look at when you look at things by income, that can make it a bit difficult for places like the South, where cost of living is just so affordable. And then you got and usually and, salaries fall in line with that. And then you got tech involved in a lot of these places, like here and some of the other ones around the Southeast. Uh, it kind of levels levels the playing field a little bit, huh? Certainly, if you if you have an engineering degree, especially in aerospace, and you're looking to start your career, you'd be crazy not to consider Huntsville. So. so when you really break it down too, to certain majors and fields, some of these cities are a no-brainer. All right. So, what what else popped out to you as far as uh, if, if you're if you're a young person and maybe maybe you're not going to stay in Huntsville and your parents are thinking, well, where did, where would they want to move? Um, I'm looking here. All right. So, Little Rock in Arkansas. Little Rock's kind of its own little island. Uh, and and then there's uh, Cape Coral, Florida. That's interesting. That's on the Florida West Coast, if I recall, right? Yes, I believe so. So I didn't. I didn't think that if I were a new graduate, that would that would speak out to me is the fact that going to a big city isn't necessarily the right path for your career. It's an easy way to just scrape by every month, but when you really look at the cost of living and salaries, going to a, even if it's not your eventual career plan, going to a mid-sized city or a place like Huntsville is a good place to start because you can actually save money to fund your dream of moving wherever you want after that. But it's a lot easier to do that to start than do it in the reverse. Were there any cities in this whole thing that you said, wow, didn't see that one coming? Or were there a number of them? So I think the biggest thing for me and was honestly it was Fargo. Um, I wasn't, this is the first time it's popped up in the number one spot, so I definitely did a lot more research than usual trying to figure out what it is that gave Fargo those numbers. Yeah, because it snows sideways there. <laughs> yeah, that is something we did not look at weather. So if we had done weather, this list might look a little bit different. It might, because I mean, I used to live in eastern Montana, and I mean, when we talk about slow, uh, snowing sideways, I mean, within the hour, you're probably not going anywhere. Uh, and that, that's the same for <laughs> exactly. North Dakota. Exactly, and it's, especially for new grads, it's going to be hard to adjust to that weather. <laughs> yeah, particularly. All right, so so you got some other ones here that uh, that were kind of interesting. Boise is one of those. Uh, as far as, you know, Seattle's real big, Denver's real big, Portland is almost like Seattle, you got San Francisco, those are big ones. But Boise is becoming one of those little hot spots, and Idaho is just exploding right now, right? It, it, it definitely is. It's a bit of like a silicone, silicon prairie right now. So there is a, there's a burgeoning tech scene. A lot of people are drawn there by the affordability. Um, now it is landlocked, which is a bit of a bummer. If you if you come from somewhere like Alabama, where you have easy access to the beach, mm-hmm. and the weather isn't isn't always great, but community wise, there's a strong community. It has a lot of the the amenities and things that would attract you to a bigger city, but it's just infinitely more affordable.
Now, another one on the list is Charleston, South Carolina. I grew up in Savannah, so I'm familiar a little bit with Charleston. You are near the beach. Uh, and, and Charleston, very similar, uh, I, I guess South Carolina, Alabama, similar population and, and, and culturally. Um, what, what gives Charleston the little bump it into the number seven spot? What, what worked for them? So Charleston really had, had a low unemployment, which is obviously a great starting out point when you're looking for a job, less competition. Um, they also have a really high median income. Now, that is, I, I should say that comes with a pretty high average monthly rent of 1200 I think it's 1288 which, again, isn't, isn't necessarily unreasonable with that, with that median income. But when you're starting out, that might be a hard hurdle to overcome. And then I saved, I saved the closest one for last, just up the road, Nashville. We're talking an hour and a half from here. Uh, that one becoming, they're having their issues because they're about to become an exploding city. So they're having transportation issues. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to, you want to take all these things into account, right? Definitely. So these are all great places to start your career, but I, I always hope that no one looks at this list and says, Oh, great. I'm just going to move to Nashville because it really does come down to a lot of personalized things, things that like the weather and location and proximity to your fa- family and friends. Um, what career field you're actually in that really make a perfect city for the individual. And you got to be adventurous to go halfway across the country. I mean, right? And how many, I, I, I'm wondering, I don't know, maybe I, I'm, I did, but I wonder how many people actually would pick up and go halfway across the country. Yeah, it's it's a bold move. And as someone who actually used to live in, in Alabama down in Dothan, i got to say, the weather was the hardest part to adjust to. <laughs> ah, and where are you now? Um, I'm actually in St. Louis, Missouri, at our at our St. Louis location. Well, that's okay. you're kind of in the middle of everything. All right, hey, if people want to know more about this, I guess Zipia.com. They just go there. Yeah, we have the full study, and we also have a lot of other studies about jobs. We can find the right career for them. All right, Kathy Morris, head of content at Zipia.com. Well, we didn't make the top ten, but we're the best in Alabama, and it's still a good place to be if you're in tech. Hey, thanks, Kathy. Appreciate you sharing. Thanks, Scotty. Have a good day. Bye. You're listening to the Fred Holland Morning Show on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. Anything on the board accident-wise, so good news there. You be careful. Put extra room in there so you've got somewhere to go if something does go wrong. Is that mask or hose keeping you awake? Dr. Sandman is offering $500 on the Somnodent, an easy-to-use oral device, insurance-approved for sleep apnea and for snoring. 350-CARE-OR-RANDALL-SANDLIN.COM. I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye's North Parkway Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Sometimes life is wonderful and sometimes it's not cherish the good but always be prepared for life's challenges at private health care we provide the peace of mind you deserve with private health care you'll get the coverage you want and health care you need if your employer doesn't supply health care coverage and you don't qualify for medicare or medicaid you need to give us a call right now Private health care is private health insurance for ages 65 and under with medical, dental, vision, and even prescription coverage. When life comes at you unexpectedly, 
you need to be ready. And health insurance is your financial safety net. If you're looking for health coverage at the best price and your annual household income is 35000 or more, give us a call at 800-626-4910. That's 800-626-4910. 800-626-4910. Being in the Army National Guard is about more than just serving your country. It's about being there for your community when your neighbors need you most. The Army National Guard makes college affordable. Serving part-time lets you attend school full-time while you take advantage of education benefits that can help you graduate debt-free. If a civilian career is your goal, serving part-time allows you to work at a full-time job. The skills, qualities, and contacts you'll develop in the Guard can open doors to a great civilian career. Want to serve but worried about being away from friends and family? Part-time service in the Army National Guard allows you to serve close to home. Serving in the Army National Guard lets you have the life you want while you enjoy the many benefits of serving your community and nation. You owe it to yourself to learn more about how the Army National Guard can fit into your life. Visit NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Alabama Army National Guard. Aired by the Alabama Broadcasters Association and this station. Did you know almost anything you can find at Stanley's is available as a salad or as a gluten-free wrap? Just ask. The meatball, ham and Swiss, steak kebab, steak combo, turkey, tuna, Italian cold cuts, the kitchen sink. Plus, that Stanley's tradition extends to vegetarian. Just taste it. Huntsville's original sub is Stanley's Sub Villas, Jordan Lane and Holmes Avenue, and Governor's Drive just west of First Baptist Church. Like Stanley's on Facebook and receive special offers. One of the things about the humidor is it's probably got the greatest variety of any tobacco shop in Huntsville. I come down here because the variety of accessibility of the different types of cigars that they have. Great selection of cigars, and they have the best selection of cigars around at a good price. Buy it, smoke it here, hang out with the guys. Great pipe selection, great tobacco selection. They do a great job of taking care of the customer, and that's what counts. The Humidor Pipe Shop, Memorial Parkway Southwest. Now open Sundays, noon to 6. Bronco, Bronco, tearing across the Texas plain. A politician has two ends, a thinking end and a sitting end. Yeah, that's going to get us somewhere. Fred Holland on WTKI Talk. There ain't a horse that he can handle, that's how he got his name. Well, we're not going to talk about, uh, what's his name, Will, what was his name? Will, Will, oh crap, I was in my head and then I forgot. Okay. But the Bronco was unveiled yesterday. Uh, they were they were all upset because they were going to do it on OJ's birthday. But I thought that was like, perfect. Uh, I don't know yeah, what the problem was. But they decided they would do it yesterday, so they did. When is OJ's birthday? It was one day last week. I okay, think, so they so. moved it to, yeah. to be past OJ's mm-hmm. birthday. Okay, so the Bronco's back. Yeah. Will Harden? Was Ty Will Harden? Harden. Ty, Ty Harden. Harden. That's right. Ty Harden. Was, Pretty good cowboy name, I'd say. Yeah, I would think so too. So Bronco, you could you could Blair Bronco Lane from your um, from your Ford Bronco. Um, anyway, the 2021 has been, uh, and it's a retro off road kind of looking thing. I, I've kind of looked over some of the models. I mean, man, there's some sharp looking uh, off road type of stuff. Or if you want one, just roll up and down the road here. They got them too. So I think it's going to be a big hit. Reflecting back on this thing, Kathy Morris from uh, Zipia.com, if you want to look at the, the top ten cities. So so they said they didn't factor in the weather. <laughs> oh, well. Fargo's number one. Yeah. You get up there and go, what were they thinking? 
<laughs> Got to get out of this place. Fargo, by the way, is in the eastern end of North Dakota. It's Fargo Moorhead. I almost took a job there back in the uh, in the seventies. Came. I had. I had. Here were my choices. I, I had three choices that I could make. I, I had an offer to go to Fargo. I had an offer to go work in Atlanta at uh, the old WGST at the time. I guess they're still there. They're on a different frequency now, though. But and I was gonna I was gonna attend Georgia State and go go to college full time and work work at WGST. And then my third choice was coming to Way Radio in Huntsville. Wow. Those are my three choices. But yeah, Fargo was. Um, there was a program director job in Fargo. That Fargo, I Fargo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then I looked up the weather. You said, no go. And I said, you know, been there, done that. When we lived in eastern Montana, I ain't shoveling snow. So you so. weren't going to be a snow shoveler. <clears throat> you weren't going to be a panther. And you became a great American way. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, the, the the upshot of this whole thing from Zipia, a lot of small towns, even in these uh, big states like New York, mm-hmm. ain't New York. It's Buffalo. So it ain't much to do. It doesn't Buffalo. snow there either. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Nothing but snow and bills up there. So if you're looking for a place to go, hopefully we helped a little bit. Mom and Dad don't want you going far. They never do, you know. But there you go. Converting your warped view into something more realistic. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM, WTKI Talk. I'm Liz Clayman, and this is the Fox Business Report. Delta Airlines spring quarter was even weaker than expected. Demand for air travel declined significantly, creating what it calls a staggering impact on its business. The number of passengers on planes dropped more than 90% from a year ago. Delta now predicts it'll be more than two years before it sees a sustainable recovery. J.P. Morgan Chase kicked off reports from big banks with earnings that declined more than 50% from a year ago but we're not as weak as forecast. Chief Executive Jamie Dimon says we still face much uncertainty regarding the future path of the economy. However, the bank is prepared. Small business owners are feeling better about the economy. The National Federation of Independent Business says confidence improved in June for the second consecutive month. That's your Fox Business Report. I'm Ginny Coselda. Invested in you. It's happening. In just days, Publishers Clearinghouse will be ready to award $7,000 a week for life. That's $7,000 a week, week after week, for life. Don't miss your last chance to win. Go to PCH.com and enter before it's too late. That's PCH.com. Better hurry if you want the next big winner to be you. Enter now at PCH.com. Entries due 826. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Traffic's been moving nicely. We've had one or two little minor accidents around, but they really haven't caused any major problems. You be careful. We're going to get last-minute dash mode shortly. We'll have a lot of folks scrambling to make it in on time. Are you over 35 and overweight? Chances are your hormones are keeping you from losing weight. Find out with a free hormone quiz at 2030huntsville.com. 
I'm Captain Nick in the Popeye 72 and Jeff Skywatch Traffic Center on WTKI Talk. Thousands of people contact InventHelp monthly about their invention or new product. Do you think companies would be interested in your idea? Do you want to try to get a patent? Call InventHelp now. Best of all, the call and information are free. InventHelp keeps your idea confidential, explaining every step of the invention process. We create professional materials and submit them to companies who are looking for new ideas in your category. We have more than 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas in confidence. If a company shows interest in manufacturing your invention, we can negotiate on your behalf. We have helped over 10,000 clients receive patents. We offer 3D modeling and animation, prototyping services, and we use state-of-the-art technology to present client ideas to additional companies. Join people just like you who made the call to InventHelp. You have nothing to lose. The call and the information are free. Call 1-800-211-6137. That's 1-800-211-6137. Again, 1-800-211-6137. I'm not sure how much you ever get over the death of someone you love very, very much. Kay Jamison, professor of psychiatry at Johns Hopkins University on grief. I've been struck by how remarkably resilient people are. And the people that seem to be most resilient are the ones that reach out to help other people. I think they would say they have used that pain to help them move on. This glimpse of hope from the Mennonite churches. Mac and cheese, mac, mac and cheese. Can I have some, please? Give some stations an hour, and they'll give you heartburn. Mamma mia, that's a spicy meatball. WTKI Talk. Mac and cheese. Dinner. 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 Mac and cheese. Mac you know, a meatball on the side would not be bad. That all worked out really well. You know that, right? It's National Mac and Cheese Day. Ooh. You can eat them with your clothes off, too. That's yeah. apparently so, yeah. Uh, you can also legally take a selfie if you vote today. Oh, my Lord. No, this is actually true. Uh, it's the, it's uh, Act 2019-370. Uh, was passed to help uh, Senator Chris Elliott uh, with the help of uh, Chris Elliott, who's Republican from Daphne. Prior to that, you couldn't take a picture of yourself voting at the polls. Now you can. Still a uh, Class A misdemeanor if you take somebody else's picture voting, but you can take yours. So no group selfies no, of uh, your ballots. And not That's frowned upon there. Yeah. There okay. you go. So, just so you know. And take a bowl of mac and cheese. And, hey, you know, hey, Hold your mac and cheese up. Yeah. Uh, and wear your mask. <laughs> No, I'm still, I'm still just flabbergasted at people. You know, what, what's the proper etiquette for? Well, when you sit out, I, I, ate, I ate with a friend yesterday. We went to a restaurant, and once we got there, once our food arrived, we took our masks off and we ate. Isn't that what, you, isn't that what you're supposed to do? I think total, total proper etiquette is to continue to take it on and off as you eat. That's, some people are going that route. They're they, doing that? I believe so. Why not? I mean, you put it in your mouth and you start chewing, and when you swallow, you go for another bite. Boop, boop. Take the mask down, and yeah. that's, that's crazy. Maybe have a little flap. I don't know. I, there. We're in a whole new territory now. It's yeah. just crazy. For rebates or special financing options in a new Lennox Home Comfort System, call All Weather Heating and Air Conditioning at 256-852-8825. You can also visit online. InsideWeatherGuy.com. Terms and conditions apply. Alabama certification number 83073. It is... Um, we're already up to 77. It's warming up fast. I mean, it's getting, we're going to get to 92. No mention of a heat index. That happens tomorrow. We'll see. Um, uh, it gets to 94 is what they're predicting. And it's going to feel like 100. 
Uh, overnight low tonight, 70, and you can pretty much figure the rest of the summer now we're in the 70s overnight, so the warm season grasses are just exploding. They're just exploding. That's what they're doing. All right, so a uh, couple of other things going on today. Uh, we will continue to share with you the stuff from Phil Kirpin and his organization, the uh, Committee to Unleash Prosperity. If you want to start getting their daily um, update, which is, and they do a little tongue-in-cheek in it. I mean, it really is a good, but they kind of unmask some of the stuff that, that, that you're hearing reported in the media that just, you're going to get it at the top of the hour. People ask me, well, why you carry it? Because I want you to hear it. I want you to hear what they're doing. Right? I think it's important. Uh, committee to unleash prosperity.com. Just spell it out just like it sounds. Committee to unleash prosperity.com. And you can uh, sign up for their daily update, which I find entertaining. We get ours, that's for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, get the, you get the good, the bad, the ugly, the dumb. <laughs> some of it's kind of funny. Some of it's so... <laughs> some of it's not so funny. Yeah, that it's serious. Um, but anyway, I, look, we, we've had all this just crazy stuff, and I think we're going to... Um, you know, Phil has said in a couple of his writings, this whole thing is a recipe for disaster. We're going to feel the effects of this in a lot of other ways over time. The risk group is still people, you know, older. And uh, not to say people, there have been, I'm looking here at the national deaths as of, uh, I don't know when this is, uh, one to four-year-old, run to four-year-olds, three died. But then take a look at 75 to 84-year-olds, where 25,000 people have died. So you, you got to just, I don't know. I don't know what you do. It is what it is. Act appropriately. And just be kind to each other. Don't, don't get in confrontations over people not wearing masks. Wear your mask. I wear mine because it's, first of all, it's I'm a rules follower, and they've asked us to wear them in Madison County. And in Decatur. Anywhere else? I guess, you know, the, the, the other metros, I think, did it before, the bigger metros. So, anyway, uh, when you go to the polls today, they'll take your pen. There's another one. <laughs> I I'm beginning to think differently about pens. And I want to pick up a pen that somebody stuck in their mouth? Yeah. <laughs> Have a great day. It's not all rocket science. Fred Holland on 1450 AM and 105.3 FM. WTKI Talk. Did you know that you can get to New Orleans in 30 minutes or less from anywhere in Madison County? The New Orleans Lunchbox is a piece of New Orleans right here in Huntsville, located at Jordan and Holmes in the Minuteman Convenience Store. I'm here with the owner, Roland Lowry. Roland, some of the finest food in New Orleans is found in convenience stores. The New Orleans Lunchbox is known for great food, such as jambalaya, gumbo, red beans and rice, po' boy sandwiches, and fine barbecue. Oh, yeah. That homemade habanero sauce is good with the beef brisket. That's when a large cup of that delicious iced tea is just the ticket. Roland, you say that with the purchase of any plate lunch, you can get jambalaya, gumbo, or red beans and rice. Who say I say I say I say I say let them have it. When you place your order, you'll be eating within minutes. The New Orleans Lunchbox is open for lunch Monday through Saturday from 10 to 7. We also deliver. Call 256-830-0081. 256-830-0081. New Orleans and Alabama. Aye. You'll find it at Jordan and Holmes in Huntsville. 
Celebrating capitalism and freedom 24 hours a day. 1450 AM and 105.3 FM.